Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Before beginning today's podcast, I want you to know that if you have any suggestions for these podcasts, any feedback or comments, please contact me through my website, selfcoaching.net. And now, welcome back to part two, Self-Coaching Yourself to a happier life. Now, when we talk about happiness, for example, you know, there's there's temporary happiness that comes from, uh, you know, getting that job or a new car or finding a $20 bill on the ground in front of you. These, these are small things that make us feel happy. Sure, these are temporary things. We're looking more towards that which has a more profound effect on our lives. When we try to define happiness, Perhaps we're best suited with what currently a lot of people are calling subjective well-being. It's subjective. We decide if we're happy or not. Now, if you are neurotically insisting that you can't be happy until you get that, that house with the view or that million-dollar job or whatever it is, if you are always wanting, always feeling that what you have now is never enough because you need to get a little bit more and then you'll be happy. Well, you see where that's going. And happiness doesn't come to being a Hollywood star or a billionaire. It doesn't come from the outside in. Those are temporary moments of happiness. You know, you get the job, you're walking along, you see a $20 bill, yeah, that's a, a, a taste of happiness. So what is happiness? Well, it's hard to define. Some people call it a subjective state of well-being. But you know it when you feel it. You know, it's like Justice Potter once said about pornography. You know it when you see it. Same with happiness. And you know struggle when you feel it. And we're talking about the relativity of your life. We want more subjective well-being in your life than the struggle and pessimistic frictions in your life. So we need to change the balance from negative to positive, from friction to frictionless. And that begins, as we started out today, with thoughts. Taking responsibility for your thoughts. Not allowing yourself to needlessly become part of the problem, allowing insecurity to steer you. You are not your insecurity. Insecurity is a habit, and you've maybe become habituated with fear and doubt and pessimism and all of that, but it is a habit. And if you're going to take responsibility for your thoughts, then you need to start breaking habits. Catch yourself when you shabbily allow yourself to slide down that slippery slope of ruminative thinking, torturing yourself, having that gloom and doom outlook on life, change it. Now, if you don't, 
And it's like that cigarette smoker. Well, then you're going to keep smoking. You've got to break the habits that are holding you back. So you need to take responsibility. Do you feel like you're living the life you want? Or are you feeling like a victim? If you're feeling like a victim, if you feel like you have no power, that's a myth. It's not true. If you want to embrace that and whine about it, well, then it becomes your truth. You become what you think, what you believe. You know, people talk a lot about positive affirmations. Yeah, it's nice. You can do it. But you know what? Just saying you can do something isn't the same as believing you can do something. So if you want to start out with changing your life, stop being a victim of life. Tell yourself what you're after, but don't just tell yourself. Embrace those thoughts. Don't give lip service to those optimistic platitudes. Embrace them. Positive affirmations, they're 50% of the battle. The other 50% is positively believing. Get behind yourself. And be very careful because insecurity will just rear its head and try to convince you that you're not up for it. It's too hard. It's too far. You'll never get there. You need to challenge the naysaying insecurity within you. You need to flow with life. You need to realize that there are certain things that are beyond our control. If you are prone to wanting to control life, if you are a perfectionist, if you are insisting that you will never slip on that banana peel, well, you're going to have to be very vigilant, aren't you? You're going to have to be very, very much in touch with everything you do and say and feel, and you're going to start squeezing yourself and squeezing yourself because you don't want to lose control. Sometimes we have to just yield to life. Sometimes life hands us some bad stuff. And there's nothing you could do about that except ride it out. I often talk about waves. The waves are the conflicts in life, the difficulties, the frustrations. Life has waves. Everyone's life has waves. If you think you've been selected out to be nothing more than a product of some tsunami life of waves and difficulties, you're wrong. Everybody's life has ups and downs. Now, obviously, some people have shouldered more problems than others. But nevertheless, for every life, there are waves. There are these difficulties and challenges. But there's always a trough. There's a period in between waves. And this is more what life is about. But when you're in that trough, when you're in between waves, what are you doing? Are you being in the moment? Are you being mindful of what you're doing? Or are you anticipating the next wave? Are you generating waves in your mind? You see, because if you're doing that, then you never get to experience the trough state of serenity. You're always in a wave state in an actual wave state where things are pounding at you or just creating one in your own mind, allowing these thoughts to percolate and go unchallenged, then you become a chronic wave maker. Enjoying positive relationships, 
It's very important. The people in your life are important. But you need to also realize that there's, there's this chemical called oxytocin. It's that which unites us, which makes us feel this warm fuzzy when we're with people and we're engaged with people. And life offers an unlimited supply of how you can express yourself and experience those moments, those oxytocin moments of connectedness. Just walking around and seeing someone and saying good morning, holding a door for someone, volunteering. These are parts of life that bring you out of the egocentric, hand-wringing, insecurity-driven life that might be holding you back. Giving is much more important than receiving. And it's time to realize how important it is if you're isolated, if you're withdrawn, if you're pulling away, it's important to reach out, to bring people into your life. And in order to become satisfied with your life, you have to rebuild at times your life. You may not be satisfied with where you've wound up or what you're doing. That doesn't mean you can't rebuild. That doesn't mean that, that you can't find a way. As I say, you can't get in the front door. Well, okay, so you've been denied. What about the side door or the back door, the windows? It's always a way. If you want to find a way. You see, so what we're talking about is the resilient attitude, the tenacity to live your life with courage, to live your life with conviction, and to insist that nothing is going to deprive you of this one life that you have. Nothing and no one. If you're a victim, then you feel like everything and everyone is holding you back. But you see, that's the, the child view. Nothing will hold you back if you don't let it. You need to be open to new ideas, new experiences. You know, if you're trying to control life and just keep everything together, you're, you're afraid to take a step forward. My wife used to teach kindergarten, and there was a book she was fond of, Pig Will and Pig Won't. Pig Will always did what people have asked and was always optimistic and was always hopeful. Where Pig Won't was, well, you guessed it, <laughs> Don't be a pig won't. When it comes to your life, be a pig will. Live your life with the optimism that's necessary to liberate you to find your way. Anything less, and you're creating barriers to ever understanding what's potentially available to you. And what about... Self-care. We talk a lot these days about self-care. Well, I think it's important. We all have one life. We don't, you know, it's, it's not a dress rehearsal. We go around one time, and we're all part of this, this experience together. Are you taking care of yourself? Being strong, being courageous, being reasonable and mature, as opposed to being neurotic, whining, letting the child reflex of insecurity steer, take charge. Take care of yourself. And don't feel guilty if you feel you want to go to the gym for an hour. Or don't feel guilty if you feel like you just need to be left alone for a while because you're recuperating from something. And don't feel guilty if you feel you want to pamper yourself a little. 
You know, we call it sometimes being selfish. People say, well, you don't want to be selfish. Well, we need a new word for it, a better word. And the only thing I can come up with is self-respect. Be respectful to you. What do you need? Now, all this comes down to understanding that in order to know what you need, in order to understand happiness, that you have to be clear-headed. And that's where I come down with immaturity versus maturity. Insecurity has its roots in childhood, and that's the child reflex. And that follows us around, and that's the little voice in us, the hysterical voice that every once in a while comes up and whines and says, I can't do this, and what if this? And it's that panicky, fearful thought, oftentimes imbued with negativity and doubt and fear. And then there's this other potentiality in you. And that's that mature, the psychologically mature you, the healthy you. And that's the part of you that can rebut contamination of insecurity, fight it off, insist on a more objective, mature view of things. And why not? You need to get meaning in your life. How do we find the meaning of life? Well, it's the meaning you put into life. What you do matters in terms of self-respect. What you do for yourself matters. What you do for others matters. Make a difference. It's not that hard. But you're not going to make a difference if you're cuddled up and curled up in an egoistic, self-centered world of woe is me. That closes you down. It compresses you. We need to release. We need to liberate. We need to open you up to life and the potentiality that is your life. As I said earlier, that a lot of happiness is really just a relative statement, that there is just more satisfaction, happiness, well-being than there is the negative detracting, neurotic side of things. This is something I, I practiced a long, long time ago. Now, let me give you maybe one last self-coaching tip. Because what we're trying to do today is we're trying to get you to realize that you've got to tip things more into the positive realm. And doing that actively, taking responsibility for the thoughts that you have, the perceptions that you have, and realizing, as Pogo once said in the comic strip, We've seen the enemy and he is us. We need to realize that we, and we need to realize that the finger needs to point at us. Are we holding ourselves back? And if so, in what ways? I learned a long time ago that complaining about something only brings it back to the present. Something that happened an hour ago, a day ago, two, we start complaining about it. Ah, this, you don't believe what happened. You're revisiting it. You're bringing it back. You're opening the wound. Complaining does nothing. Being negative about life does nothing. It only makes things worse in the moment. One of my favorite Zen stories was about this monastery where they had a code of silence, a very rigorous code of silence, where you weren't allowed to speak, but you could speak two words every 10 years. So this novice comes into the monastery, spends his first 10 years in silence, and at the end of 10 years, he's brought up to the head monk who says, you've been here 10 years. What are your two words? And the novice monk says, bunk hard. And the head monk sends him off again. 10 more years pass, he comes back. And the monk says, you've been here 20 years now. What are your two words? And the novice says, food stinks. The old monk sends him off again. And now, after 30 years, the not-so-novice monk comes back. 
the head monk says, what are your two words? And the monk says, I quit, to which the old monk says, doesn't surprise me. All you've done is complain for the last 30 years. Don't spend the rest of your life complaining about your life. Don't live with negativity in your heart. Life has no agenda. It just is. It's not good. It's not bad. We interpret and we moralize and we decide whether something is good or bad. If you say your life is bad, well, unfortunately, you're allowing yourself to be corrupted by that belief. And it's only a belief. It's not a reality. You know, facts are stubborn things. If you feel it's a fact that you can't be happy, if you feel it's a fact that you just have too much going on and you can't handle life, and it's a fact that you'll never feel happy, well, these aren't facts. These are feelings. And they're feelings that are supported by insecurity. And it's a fact that your destiny, your life experiences, and where you go from this day forward, it's up to you. And I hope that you can realize that anything less than taking responsibility for your life is just an excuse. So on that somber note, I'd like you to take a quick look at my website, selfcoaching.net. And while you're there, take a look at my, my books, and especially my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, The Four Steps Self-Coaching Program to Reclaim Your Life. So until next time, Remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. By definition, victims are powerless. You're not powerless. And remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So how about you join me every week? Let's make it simple Believe together. In yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.